this. <laughs> uh, we might be in person the next time, but I will read the governor's order tonight. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law and the governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitation on the number of people that may gather in one place, this meeting of the Medford Community Preservation Committee will be conducted by a remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information and the general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with a right and or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Medford website at www.medfordma.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained herein. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings in real time via technological means. In the event that we are unable to do so, best efforts Despite best efforts, we will post on the City of Medford or Medford Community Media website an audio or video recording, transcript, or other comprehensive recording record of proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. So um, I will call the roll first. Um, so we have um, Heidi. Muted. <laughs> Christy? Hi, here. Joan? Present. Doug? Right here. Casey? I don't know if we, are you here, Casey? Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, sorry, um, I'm here. I'll be home in a minute to get on the computer. I was running a little bit late. Okay, and Losa? I'm here, present. All right, thank you. And we're missing Stephen. Um, so we don't have any members of the public here with us right now, so no public comment. Approval of the minutes from April. I had emailed, or I actually um, edited in our meeting packet uh, made a couple of edits to the meeting minutes on page three. I'll share the screen. Can you guys see it? Yes. Yeah, it, it's actually, there were two edits. One of them is on the previous bullet point that you can't, there we go. Yeah. Sorry, there's a lag. There, we can see them both now. So um, does anyone want to make a motion to approve the minutes? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes unless someone else has um, any um, comments. I'll second that. And all in favor, I have to see everybody now. Um, uh, Losa? Aye. Heidi? We couldn't hear you, Heidi. <laughs> no, 
no audio from Heidi, but she said yes. Christy. <laughs> yes. Joan. Yes. Doug. Yes. Casey. Yes. Okay. Um, all right, so the minutes are approved. Project updates. I have one. Yes. I'm happy to report that the bushes in front of the condon shell have been <laughs> removed. <laughs> when? When did that happen? It's like I, I don't know, but I was driving by it last night and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it must have happened overnight because I swear I just drove by like a couple too, days ago and they were still there. <laughs> Clean as a whistle, ready for the wow. mural person to come and do their wonderful work. Nice. Did you, did you hire people in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> hire people? I did it myself. No. <laughs> no, actually, um, I had reached out to Alicia Hunt and she brought in Aggie Tudin. Aggie went to the site to take a look at them, made a determination that they were, uh, some of them were um, not native, wanted to, you know, um, uh, clean it up. So she ordered that they be removed. So. They'll plant something else in their place when they're when the mural is finished, I think. But definitely stuff that's going to be below grade of the of the stage. So, great. And <clears throat> I apologize. Earlier, I counted who was here, and I um, I miscounted how many we should have been. So I um, Danielle DeRusso just joined us. Um, other project updates? Oh, did she just go? Oh, maybe she's having difficulty getting on. Doug. Yeah, we had the um, stakeholders meeting for the Brooks Estate Access Drive um, on April 22nd, I think. We had about 20 people on the call. Um, we presented again to Conservation Commission uh, just last week, the same presentation. So we're starting to get feedback from city departments. We haven't gotten anything yet, but they've been instructed to give us their feedback so that we can get the design, all the comments back and then make the changes and then um, get it priced. So that is proceeding. It's a complicated process because there's so many stakeholders involved, but it is moving along now. Great. What else is going on at the Brooks Estate? <clears throat> Um, I just texted Tom to find out the stone wall uh, project. I think it was, I think they were going to start in a couple of weeks. I, I've lost track of that, but it's, it's pending. I don't know, Danielle, if you've, if you've seen that contract come through yet. The phase three? Yeah, the phase three. Yeah, that one was signed um, last week. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, somehow I had a batch sent to me in finance that didn't attach that one. So I pinged them today and got it. So I got it to Tom today. Okay, so okay, then it's it's close then. And they went through, did they go through procurement to make sure that they could select? I I don't know the answer to that, I'll have to find out. <clears throat> and I don't have updates on um, the electrical and the um, 
some of the restorations, the public rooms, I don't think those have started yet. I, I don't know where they're, where they're at either. So I need to get an update from Tom. Um, actually, I, I was about to, so Danielle DeRusso just let us know that her video isn't working, but Danielle, can you just let us know if your audio is working? I believe it's working, correct? Yes, yes I can hear you, great. So you're here. I'm stuck with SpongeBob for this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> we know that SpongeBob is you. Um, uh, so we're waiting, you know, maybe maybe next month we can find out more about what's happening with the rest with the renovations restoration on the Brooks estate. Um, so I just signed grant agreements for Gillis Park and Carr Park today. Um, what have we still got outstanding for grant agreements? Um, I don't have the one back from housing families yet. Um, ABCD, I need to finalize that one for the move-in. Yeah. And then um, I have the Riverside Stormwater one, which is the last one. Mm -hmm. And I just want, I wanted to ask Heidi who the, um, who the signatory should be. Should that be the chair of the Conservation Commission? Oh, she's muted. I can't hear you. Uh, um, yes, we can hear you. <laughs> good. <laughs> these days? It could be either the chair or should it be the agent, Dennis? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I might have to ask him because that was a, a question I was, wasn't sure about. Who would be the one? Or would it be Alicia as the department head? Comscom is nested under. That's that's the only thing I have to figure out. Will it be a bottleneck asking Kim? Potentially. She's very, very busy. So uh, who is the, I would say either the um, the chair of the Concom and or the city liaison. So when they signed the um, eligibility determination form. There had to be a city liaison assigned who I assume might be Alicia. There was not a city liaison because it's not on city property. It's on oh. housing authority property. Right. Yes. Okay. So the city, the only way in which the city is a partner is through the CONCOM. Yes. And also managing the, the monies. Yeah. So who is going to be managing the monies? Dennis McDougall will be. Okay. So maybe it would be safe, you know, for us to just make an executive decision who to sign and for belts and suspenders, have it be both the chair and Dennis McDougall. Okay. I'm, uh, we have co-chairs and I am one of the chairs. So okay. that's easy. Yeah. As a um, as a city project, we're not fronting any money. Money is not going into any account. It'll be we get a bill. It needs to be signed off by presumably Heidi as the project manager, and then I would um, submit it to finance department to pay the vendor directly. 
So maybe we could have a conversation on the side, Danielle, but I don't know how to go about what comes next once the, yeah, once the agreements yeah. are. Yeah, we can, um, yeah, we can chat about the procurement process and right. what, what'll be required. Thank you. Um, okay, any other um, projects that have moved along in the last months? So I updated your spreadsheet, which is was in the Google Drive, so you should be able to see it. Okay. Sorry, I should have. I updated the same one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to bookmark that more efficiently so I can pull it out to see the one that you showed. Um, and I just made some edit, live edits to it with Doug's update, so it should say last edit four minutes ago. Can you um, can you just drop a link to that in the chat? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, actually, I'll, um, I'll share screen and quickly run through things just so that we know what, what's live. No, that's not the one, this is. Okay, I'm sharing the screen that has our, our, our project list. And so of projects that are um, projects that are open, the Brooks Estate, Brooks Estate. So the Medford Community Housing is on hold, but it's still live. They're um, still putting together their funding package so that they can build the three units on Fellsway. Yeah, I know Malden, um, the lead of the home program is in their underwriting stage and they've been requesting a lot of uh, documentation from me uh, regarding the CPC um, award. So they're putting, they're moving along. So hopefully it'll um, get approved sooner than later and they can move forward. Yeah. And the um, Hickey Park, the canopy is installed and but the project is still in progress not quite sure what the next steps are well there was a bench and then a concrete pad that's supposed to be poured right but with um yeah i'm just not like I, you know when everything happened i'm sh things just got stalled out so i know there was um you know the city was gonna provide that is matching but I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I need to go by there. Mm -hmm. Great. Then um, the Oak Grove, oh, the Grace Episcopal Church, the doors are completed. Um, so we're, we're just preparing to close out the project. 
and the Veteran Service Office, the Monument Restoration Study is completed, hoping that they'll come back with a request for funds next round for actually repairing the monument. Um, it would be nice if they submit the Monument Restoration Study so that we can see that when, when it's completed. Um, the trees are planted in the parks. Tufts just Park is planted. More. Just some, yeah. I've only saw an invoice for one of them. Okay, so there's still additional parks. Um, we need an update from the Medford Historical Society. The CCSR project is on hold still. Um, ABCD, the funds are nearly expended. And that's all the updates that we have. So, um, we have a lot going on. As we saw in the report, there we've we've done a lot of work with CPA. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a lot of projects in the last four years. So, um, I think with that we can. Um, just want to pull up my agenda again, talk about, um, we'll move the sign update later. Let's talk first about the uh, review of the draft annual report and community preservation plan update. Thank you all who read it and commented on it. It's very helpful to catch these edits that you found. Um, I like the picture. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great picture. Um, my, the first thing that jumps into my mind actually is just looking at the front cover again. It says 2020 annual report and the name of the document is 2021. Mm -hmm. What is it? Community preservation plan update. So that reflects an internal conflict that I'm having with myself about what we should call this. <laughs> so, so, but, maybe so what somebody, was the round? What was this round? It should be based on the round, right? Yeah. So this was the 2020 round, right? But the reports made in 2021, right? So, so what is going to be? Yeah, 2020 round and just date it. Yeah. At the bottom. I would just clarify it, but like report re prepare date versus right what it represents, which is right. the 2020 round. Yes. Mm -hmm. So maybe on the cover, we can add something saying, uh, just a date saying prepared May, 2021. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got a date on the second page, yeah. but it's not a complete date. It just says May, 2021. Maybe that yeah. needs to move to the front. Yeah. Or be a footer. Um, so just, I think a couple of interesting things that we learned in the review process. I don't recall whether we talked about this the previous meeting because we might, um, I think, I don't recall when our um, city staff meetings occurred vis-a-vis -vis our last CPA meeting, but we held a series of meetings with city staff on different topics pertaining to the um, the types of projects that can be funded with CPA. And some of the interesting points that we learned from these meetings, and we're still going to have a, a, a housing stakeholder meeting, we just haven't had that yet, but we had meetings that 
um, looked at athletic facilities specifically and um, also um, housing from the perspective of the, um, the health department, open space from the perspective of the health department. And what else did we talk? And historic city facilities. Um, so some of the things that we've heard in the process is that I've, I bolded these statements on page 11. There's an opportunity for the CPC to ensure that applicants seek expert input regarding accessibility during project design and prior to construction. So it's been our intention all along to do this. And it was pointed out to us that we actually have not been paying close enough attention because the bocce courts are actually not wheelchair accessible. And so we, um, it would be, I think a good practice moving forward to ensure that projects are reviewed by someone with expertise from the perspective of handicap accessibility before they're constructed in the future. Um, not just relying on our intentions. Um, and then another point that was, um, that, that was brought out is that, and this is something not for us perhaps, but for the city to look at um, creating an assessment of our existing fields and facilities for recreation against the ongoing and anticipated programming um, so that we can ensure that we're providing a range of facilities that meets what people are looking for today. Um, so, you know, with all of these different park projects that are in the planning phase, it would be really helpful for the city to have a better understanding of um, who our users are that we're trying to um, meet their needs. And on page um, 15 at the top, there's a statement pointing out that the city council identified the need and desire for rental assistance programming going forward. Um, this is a, a rental assistance in addition to or balanced together with creation of affordable housing. Creation of affordable housing has a really high cost per unit compared with rental assistance. Rental assistance, we can help how many households with five to $10,000 per household to be able to um, provide for housing stability or enable them to be able to obtain housing in Medford, but it's temporary assistance. You know, We help those households for one year, whereas creating new housing units creates an opportunity in perpetuity for somebody to be able to obtain affordable housing, but at a cost of several hundred thousand dollars potentially per unit. So it's, I think, important for us to provide some of both and the city council agrees with that. Um, and then with, on page 17, with respect to historic preservation, um, we discussed opportunities um, with the three historic fire stations, the Curtis Tuff School, City Hall and Water Fountain, uh, the City Hall basement bathrooms and water fountains, and Oak Grove Cemetery. There are a lot of um, a lot of things that we could use CPA funds to improve. 
as well as looking forward at creating an archive for our historic records and artifacts and looking for other potential funding sources. I identified a, fu a funding source actually that could potentially help us to um, plan for creating an archive that we could store all of our city records and then be able to restore our city records so that they can be accessed and utilized. So those were some of the take home points that we learned this round in our annual review. And I would love to get your input and feedback about what you found in reviewing the report in general, the details from the survey and so forth. thought this was really thorough and I, I mean it, the first one we did was thorough but it just seems that it continues to be very well <laughs> put together so I think I have to credit Amanda as well by the way Amanda did the the, the writing primarily um, okay there's a lot of like I kind of helped with the outline of the report but but she in the nice job narrative <laughs> it's very well done there's a, uh, the Royal House label is underneath a paragraph and away from the picture that I think you're supposed to be trying to align it with on page 17, 18. I can't we'll see, to, yeah, we'll I can't see to, the picture. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll have to fix the formatting in Word. When you put it online, it gets all yeah. screwy. So that's why there's a PDF, oh, um, but obviously she's made changes since then. So the, we'll have to re-PDF it. Doug? Yep. I think I emailed you and um, Danielle this question. It was, what, are we, what is the takeaway from the survey? Are we doing anything with the survey? Are they informing or changing what we're doing for the following year? Or mm -hmm. is it more informational and kind of taking the temperature of the city? What is the intent? Well, there's, that's a great question. I think a couple of ways that we might use the survey is, first of all, I'm hoping that um, city staff and members of the public who advocate for projects will look at the survey and get ideas for projects to apply for because they see what people want. Um, so that might inform the, the potential applicants to bring projects to us that reflect what people have suggested in the survey. Another way that we might use the survey is um, if we want to reevaluate our goals and priorities, which are, let me see, on page 19. Yeah. <clears throat> page, yeah, maybe page 19. It's showing up on page 18 on mine, but mm -hmm. um, it's shifted around. So, yeah, our, our goals and priorities that are summarized here, um, we might think about whether these still reflect. These are still the same goals and priorities that we developed in 2017. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've made any adjustments to these since then. So we might wanna think about, if not now, maybe next year, um, think about whether these goals and priorities need to be reevaluated. The only thing that I think that we've kind of talked about and I forget where it is in here, is the um, discussion around a housing trust and that that might be a goal, you know, to, to support the establishment of that, that would help sort of better um, move these housing funds into better use than just sitting in our account. 
Yeah. Well, Tom Lincoln has been trying to get our attention. Oh. Um. Doug is smiling. <laughs> That's because you're bombing the meeting, Tom. What, what we do for you? <laughs> so, can I say something or not? Yes, please. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, I'd love to see this uh, report. And I also am curious is whether the city, if you have a comprehensive list from the city of other funding sources they're pursuing. I'll give you one example that I have not seen that has been a very rich funding source in the past and has, as of the last year, been recently refinanced uh, permanently by Congress and that's the Land and Water Conservation Fund. Uh, the city used this, for example, to pay for uh, the and what you call it, uh, Vest Pocket Park or whatever it is there on, on Riverside next to, to the cemetery. And uh, it's, a, it's a fund that only the city can, can apply for. And uh, I think that might take some of the pressure off on, on, on the park side. I'd be curious as to whether they're, uh, whether they're doing that. Which fund, the land and water, the federal land and water? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, Paris Park it, Phase One received a large grant from that. It, was that what recently? Um, In twenty eighteen. Okay, well, the the money ran out about about then, I, as I understand it. Uh, I know this because when Lauren was still there, uh, we asked them about a a, 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 a mitigate a, a habitat project uh, at at the Brooks Estate. And they said that there was uh, no money and they didn't expect any. But if you followed the uh, broader news, uh, the one thing Congress managed to do in last year, one big thing was to fund this uh, fund, fund the, fund, fund the uh, uh, money source permanently uh, to the tune of $900 million a year, which is a huge step forward for this uh, kind of thing. Uh, I guess I guess my my question is is maybe you don't know the answer, but I because I, I haven't seen this report you've done either, uh, with whether the city is actually, uh, you know, going after money that only they can get. It's only available uh, to municipalities and municipal uh, departments. Um, that's a great question and actually a great suggestion to add to the report, which I think we. I don't want to hold up this report by trying to squeeze this in before, but maybe it's something we can add to the report after the fact is to create generate a list of potential funding sources that could be paired with CPA funds could be potentially really useful to our applicants. So um, I know I'm always looking out for things and trying to when you know an applicant is working on a project and I hear of something I'll let them know that I this is something that they could look into. So that's that's a really good tip. Um, and um, you're quite welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I know that um, our office, the uh, Department of Planning, Development, and Sustainability, which is the new name, mm -hmm. um, OCD merged with Energy and Environment, um, they do a lot of grant writing and um, receive a lot of grants. So Alicia Hunt is on the ball for various grants that are allowed are we're eligible for. Right now it's basically a capacity issue of how many grants to apply for because then you have to 
you know, manage them and, <clears throat> them. and there's it's, have a lot of balls up in the air. Actually, that raises something that I that we talked about in the meeting when we were talking about the public facility, the the um, athletic facilities, which is whether the CPC would be amenable to including a a, a grant, basically a within the budget for public facilities or projects to include something for the grant management and the city could contract with someone to manage those projects, which could expand the city's capacity to be able to undertake CPA funded projects for parks and building improvements. Yeah, because um, it can't, you can't pay for an existing staff person's time with those kind of funds because it would be supplanting. So yeah, like a, a contracted person yeah. I think would be the avenue you could take. Because if somebody's already there's funded, then you can't, you know, pay for part of it with a, a CPA grant. I wonder if that's something that ought to be reflected in the plan. First of all, how would committee members feel about um, the budget for park projects, including a line item for um, a contractor to, to work for the city to manage the grant? Didn't Alicia uh, oh, get that with her, uh, the one at the contamination project at River Bend Park? Wasn't there money or something for a consultant? Yeah, there's an LSP that was managing. That's an outside, um, an outside consultant that's part of the, um, that, that's the services that the city needed was to hire that outside consultant. In that this case, it would be somebody working within city hall who'd be a contractor whose job it is to manage the project for the city. I think that would be a good way to effectively use the grant monies uh, because I, I, I fear that these grants won't be utilized most efficiently without with existing staff. Tom, did you want to add to that? Well, I, I, I don't know. The, the, the principle about managing somebody's grant can easily apply to the private sector as, as much as uh, City Hall. I mean, it's, it's a question of, of what taxpayers are paying for down at, down at uh, uh, City Hall. And I would be the first to agree, having, I'm not an expert on writing grants, but I've certainly done enough of it with other people through the Royal House and the Brooks Estate and, and other things that the federal grants are one big headache. Well, that's the wrong word, but they have a lot of paperwork <laughs> and, and the state ones are not, are not far behind. On the other hand, I, I would make the argument going back to, you know, that the city has written a lot of grants over the years to the land and water conservation and uh, uh, fund. Uh, so they, you know, they have a template. I, I assume they have a template there. I'm, I'm sure it changes, you know, like everything else from the federal government. Um, but it's not like everything's a matter of, of uh, first Im Im impression. And it, and it's frankly, I, I think with any of this, it's, it's, it's a question of, of you know, if, if, if you have a 50,000, I'm making up numbers here. If you have $50,000 grant and you're spending $10,000 to manage it, 
and you know you've just you've just shrunk the grant by by twenty percent with nothing with really nothing on on the ground. But if if it's ten thousand dollars to manage a land and water conservation grant, which are pretty big, I mean the one the one there on on Riverside was I think it was a half a million dollars, uh, if I, if I recall. And so it's 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 a matter of pla of placing uh, uh, placing in, in in investments. The yeah. you know. Uh, my other question was going to be whether um, it would be important to, if we have the willingness to um, allow for this as a line item, if that's something that should be stated in the plan, if it would be helpful to have that stated, or if um, it's just something to um, suggest to the applicants when they come forward. That that's an option, you mean? Yeah. I don't see any harm in that. Is there, is there a situation where the money might disappear if we don't apply for the grant? So we've missed an opportunity. If we don't have someone to manage the grant, then we're missing an opportunity. And that would sort of say, okay, we should hire somebody or is that never not the case? I think that, that, that the capacity issue is going to result in the city not applying for grants because right. they don't have enough people to be able to manage those projects. I say put it in as a suggestion. Yeah. All right, I'll think about what would be the best way, the best place to insert that idea. Um, I'll work on that. Other comments, observations? Um, did we answer, uh, um, Doug, your question earlier? I think it's a yes or no. So I feel like I, I need an executive summary somewhere that says, because there's a lot of information here and yeah, we have goals and priorities, but is there anything, is there any direction that comes out of this that says, here's what, here's what we think you should do next year. Mm. You know, more specific than just the overall goals. It's, it's, it's hard for me to be able to draw those conclusions because we're talking about 180 responses out of a city of 50,000. You know, it's a really small sample. And it's going to be a lot of, you know, it's skewed towards West Medford, it's skewed towards the wealthier people in Medford. So as, as you said, you know, it's, it is what it is. It does take the temperature, but I don't, I don't feel it's just priorities. I just, I just don't see, unless there's something radically different in there beyond our goals, which I don't think there is. I think, I think we're on the right track. We try to be fair with all three categories and, balance out the needs and some years have more than others. And it's just, that's just what comes about from the menu of products that come before us. Yeah. Maybe we should just say that, you know, try to be like, you know, we're always listening. We're always looking for new ideas. It's great for new ideas, as you said, Roberta. So repeat again, what it, what it was that you wanted it to say. <laughs> it was, it, it was, we're presenting a lot of information, but we're not presenting any conclusions. And I'm just trying to, is, is there a conclusion to be drawn from the survey? Should we be drawing something? Should we even, you know, executive summarize? You, you talk about themes in there, but we don't actually have any action items that come out of the survey, I don't believe, other than informing this committee at a very high level, which may be enough. Okay. 
Okay. So it, it just needs perhaps the survey needs to be explained at some point what its purpose and how it's being used. That that's fair yes, enough. I think that's right. Okay. Can I just say I feel like we really won't see the result of the survey until almost like a year later. You know what I mean? Like we're these are the ideas that people are coming up with. These are the things that people want to see. These are the projects that people want to see. So we're not going to really see those. Like there, there almost won't be a conclusion until like next year's reports stating like, you know, from last year's survey, these are the things that came up and these were the results of them. You know what I mean? So because there, like, was there a survey last year? Uh, last, there was. Um, it was, it was anything in that survey, like come to life throughout the year. I mean, it was hard with COVID to probably put a damper on everything. It puts yeah. everything. So that, that, that's actually a great suggestion. I didn't think to look at, to review last year's survey to see, um, if there were projects that reflect what we saw last year or what people said last year. Because these are the things that people want. These are the things that the people want to see mm -hmm. happen. Obviously, it's not going to happen right this very second. It's going to happen over the next year when people are putting in applications and realizing that they can do these things with these grants. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I feel like almost like this year's survey really doesn't matter until next. Like, it matters now to us, so we can we can compare as the year goes. Um, but as far as to the public, I feel like it almost doesn't matter until next year. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about the first year, what were the first things that we got in our listening sessions? You know, Brooks Estate, mm -hmm. Chevalier Theater, Fix the Parks, that kind of thing. Yeah. And we've been doing those things. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, that's a perfect example. You know what I mean? Like you saw the things that people wanted. You saw them come, come to life. You saw them, you know, get done. And I feel like that that's the whole point of the survey is to almost like put the bug in people's ears about what they want to do and almost kind of push them to, to do them in whatever way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, um, it would, yeah. So it'd be helpful to maybe just include a, a, a paragraph or two reflecting on what we heard in previous public engagement and how that relates to what's actually been completed. Exactly. Great idea. And I get like what Doug's saying, like, you know, people want to know, like, what's, what is the point of the survey? Like, what is the result of the survey? But that is the point. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really interesting also, the very first year, most of the projects originated outside of the city. They were like private residents who um, initiated the projects. They were a lot of them on city owned land. And so the residents partnered with the city to write the applications and get the projects funded. And then since then there have been fewer resident initiated projects, but the city has been more proactive about bringing projects to the to the front and 
you know, there are benefits to both of those different approaches. When it comes from the city, it hopefully reflects an overall understanding of what our needs are citywide. So there's kind of a rationale behind what our priorities are for funding these projects. When it comes from residents, it's really because it's driven by somebody recognizing a need and um, maybe having a creative idea about how to meet that need that maybe the city wouldn't have thought about. So it's helpful to see both types of projects. Mm -hmm. Any other comments about the plan? Um, I felt like as I read it, let me just get to the part I'm looking at. So there's at the end of the survey, I'm sorry, at the end of the, let me get to the section. It talks about general information, like about the survey and it just kind of went into the survey. I felt like there was no ending and we just plopped into the survey. I, I don't know. Okay, let me. We had the annual public hearing and we had the survey. What page are you? Um, so I'm, I'm backing up. We got goals and priorities mm -hmm. and then procedures. Like how yeah. We figured out what the goals and priorities should be, the process, the survey. But before then, I feel like the, I keep going back to this sort of like executive summary kind of thing. Like, what is, what is, what is it that we're trying? I don't, I, I don't want to just do an information dump. Is what I'm trying to say. I wanted to yeah. tell a story, right? right. So, what's the yeah. story? I yeah. feel like there's something missing still. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Know, I'll think about it a little bit more. Let's see if I can think of something. So we. It would be ideal if we were ready to make this report public um, when we launch the funding round. But if we need to, we can hold on to it a bit longer. Maybe just share it with Tom Lincoln since he asked us personally. But <laughs> if we need to, we can hold on to it a bit longer and uh, maybe release it in, um, in June after having a chance to maybe draft a little bit more of this missing narrative that you've identified and review it. Unless, I, I don't know if there's any way that we can collaborate without um, violating open meeting law. If we're I just writing a document. We're just writing a document. It's not a meeting, right? Um, I don't know what the threshold is, unless just a couple of us, maybe two or three of us wanted to collaborate, then we, I think, would be in the clear of everybody else. Um, yeah, I, I think if you're not a quorum and you're a subcommittee, you can pretty much group edit anything without yeah. a, any issues. So maybe we could do that. Maybe we could identify a subcommittee to work on um, edits to the to the report and then we can release the report in June. I, I, I hate it to be released so late. So I wonder whether that subcommittee could be um, 
authorized to release the report when they're satisfied that it's ready. By the way, June is next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but our next, our meetings are now the fourth Thursday. So our next meeting would be almost July. Could we like make a motion to approve it with the edits from the subcommittee? Sure. That's um, what you were saying, I think, right? Yes. Is that jumping too many steps ahead, Danielle? Do you, do you think? Um, so the edits was just to explain the, the so survey the, more. The edits would essentially be to add an executive summary. Or it's sort of like whatever the, what are, what are we learned and what's, what are our next steps? And I almost feel like I'm looking at the table of contents. So you've got the activity summary from 2020, you've got projects overview, and then the review of the needs by program area. I feel maybe there's the part to say, okay, based on, you know, what we've seen, this is what we're working toward. And here's our goals and priorities. Here's our procedures. This is our process. Maybe that's where it belongs. Because we're launching this round June 1st. So I think the plan should be available to guide people when they're putting together their, their applications. Like, is this something that the CPC would be in favor of? Is, is this, does this align with their plan? So we really do need to get it, you know, in the public eye. Yeah. And when we say that we're launching it June 1st, that's because we've already submitted the um, two newsletters that will be going out. I mean, June 1st, we've already submitted to newsletters that will be going out. It's already in city communication that the funding round is launching. So um, termination forms are due in July. What, what was it, July 30th or something? I think so, yeah. I'd like, to, I'd, my preference would be to stick to the, the June 1st, be able to have that, the, you know, the application is launched, the plan is launched, everyone can, has what they need to put together a good EDF. Maybe it would not be, a, um... I mean, maybe we could, first of all, if we have a subcommittee, we could like literally work on it over this weekend so that we could meet this deadline. Um, it's not, I would feel comfortable putting it out as it is right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's that it's not critical. Yeah. But I think it's something that we could maybe work on for the next version. Okay. And maybe review some other um, cities' CPA annual recommendations and see. You won't find any better than this. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I know that's true. <laughs> we, we could, I mean, if you wanted to put something together, like just distill it as something apart from the plan, maybe like, like the highlights or something. I don't know. I mean, I kind of liked what Danielle said about just kind of saying that everything that's in here is following what has been recommended um, from the different feedback mechanisms, whether it was meetings or surveys or whatever that we've collected over the years. And here's some examples about how we were given a, um, these are the priorities from the you know, community and this was the result. 
these came apart, these products. So we are continuing in that amount, you know, that sort of that realm that we collect feedback and then we, you know, work to get some projects in, in place we that align with that. We incorporate that feedback into our- Right, right. Yeah. And if it aligns with the plan, it, it makes it more competitive. The application, you know, be more competitive when you're right. in a competitive grant round. So we're literally talking like just a, a statement to say, this is what we said we were going to do and this is what we've done and yeah. we're going to continue, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I can handle drafting this over the weekend and meeting our June 1st deadline. And if there's anyone like probably Joan, um, I'm sure if you have time who wants to review the changes that I've made, I'd be happy to share. Yep. I'm, I'm going to be away for part of the weekend, but if you send me an email, I'll have a chance to look at it at some point. Okay. Is there any any other one person who'd want to volunteer to be that, um, to give it a review? All right, Doug. Uh, um, thank you. So we'll, we'll, we'll get this out for June 1st and um, I'll probably work on it Saturday myself. So look for something Saturday or Sunday. At least it's not a nice weekend. It's That's right. Weekend work on a plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thank you. So actually, since Tom Lincoln joined us, did you want to provide us with some um, updates on the Brooks State? You're muted, Tom. You're muted still. Anybody want a turkey burger? Um, uh, we're we're uh, um, doing the clean, getting the cleanup done on on the uh, wall restoration phase two. Uh, we'll be able to pay the last ten percent on that when that's done. Uh, working uh, to get the paperwork on phase uh, three, which we hope will complete the uh, rest of the wall. We've gotten fabulous feedback from the neighbors. It's one of the best things that's been done in a long time. Uh, people said they thought they'd never see it, but now they have. Um, uh, the, and Doug can talk more about this, but the, but the uh, access drive design is being um, shopped, if that's the right word, uh, presented in its preliminary form to the various uh, stakeholders, uh, which are numerous and legion. Uh, so that process is uh, moving, uh, moving along. The there's a tiny bit of like three hundred dollars left on the um, I can never remember this word Japanese knotweed project. Uh, waiting to hear from the people that we're working with on whether, because I don't know one plant from another, whether the plants they planted actually came up this year. Uh, but you know that we we've got some money on the table there too in terms of of, of follow up in the second uh, and and uh, third year. Um, unfortunately, on the manor, we're dealing with a, with a pretty much a sort of an emergency thing that we're working on in terms of some joist uh, damage. Uh, so that's uh, really consumed us in the last uh, while uh, in terms of, of moving ahead on, on the electrical uh, upgrade project. I really can't have people in there uh, right now in terms of the basement. Um, so that that'll happen. The other the other thing, and I'm sure you've heard this from other grantees, the picture in terms of finding electricians, et cetera, is it's tough now. Um, if you drive around Medford with just about every other house, 
uh, is being worked on. People are, are flat out. Um, everybody's, uh, you know, uh, extremely uh, overextended. I'm working on on the um, the other grant with a smaller one on the um, interior interior rooms. Uh, still waiting for Mr. Carr to come up with the perfect uh, lighting fixture. Um, I had to get that in, sorry. Uh, but uh, in turn, we're narrowing down on some of the uh, other uh, other elements um, of that. And I think that's pretty much it. Uh, the, uh, the, the access drive design is, and that's a big one. Uh, Doug's done a great job in terms of corralling things, but it's, you know, we're, we're basically asking people to uh, listen to a presentation. Um, we've done one mass uh, Zoom meeting on that, uh, but we need more feedback uh, institutionally from uh, City Hall, uh, various uh, stakeholders, since it is a, it is city property, uh, etc. And once we get that, we'll be able to um, move to the last piece of that large grant, which is to attach some numbers to uh, capital uh, capital costs. Um, there's some other questions in there about about the extent of some of the design and some of the technical, excuse me, uh, technical pieces uh, in it. So uh, we're we're plugging away. Um, it's uh, you know one one step forward, two steps back, or two steps forward, one step back. I don't know. Uh, it's 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 uh, you know uh, uh, plenty of work, but uh, th things are moving. I think in in the um, in the right uh, direction. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Just as an as a side, the the um, I'm sorry, I don't know the whole name of the organization. The CC, uh, uh, what what is that? It's the student organization. Yeah, CCR, responsible citizen, responsible social responsibility is the SR piece of it. Uh, they just got a nice uh, grant. I, I I don't know what's a two year or three year grant from Cummings. Um, some of that crew uh, working with uh, Michael Scorker. I love that name, uh, came, Doug actually coordinated a lot of this, uh, came and uh, rehabbed the, the boardwalk down to Brooks Pond, which is now, you know, 20, 25 years, 26 years, 27 years old. And we've done it a few times, but they, they took a pass at it and did a great job. And so we're hoping, um, I'm sure we're not alone in Medford, but the, you know, very enthusiastic crew, really wonderful to see that kind of idealism, that kind of energy. Reminds me of being in high school 500 years ago, um, and and you know working with with uh, with with that uh, organization. And I think that there are probably others, uh, not necessarily a CPC funded project, but I think there's uh, there's some good um, uh, potential there. So you'll forgive me I, if I don't get off of here. My hamburgers are going to burn, and then I'll okay. be in big trouble. Thanks very much. Bye, Tom. Thank you for the update. Um, all right, so um, moving forward in our agenda, uh, signs update. Um, <laughs> Doug, he laughed. <laughs> did you have something else, Doug? Nope, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not, Danielle, we, have we received the signs that we ordered before? No, they're not in. I got an update, I think last week, that they should be coming in any time now. There was, um, I'm not sure if I updated you on that, Doug, but there was some kind of like material shortage. It was one of the, something, maybe the, the acrylic, I think it was the acrylic 
that they couldn't source. And then- This is for the was, sign that we, we designed yeah. the yeah, it's getting because okay. I ordered them so long ago, right. and, uh, and then I checked, and I was like, "Like, were they delivered to the wrong place?" And they're like, "Oh no, it was yeah, it's been back ordered." I'm like, "Okay," so hopefully soon. I mean, I'm going into the office tomorrow. No one's told me if anything's been delivered, so I could find a box of signs in there, or they're not there yet. When was the last time you were in the office in City Hall? I go one to two times a week. We've been okay. hybrid since off. It's been open since June of last year. Okay. So we've been um, on a reduced capacity, but that's being lifted on June. Everyone's back, hundred um, percent. I saw in the the alert that went out today that public bodies will still be allowed to meet remotely, and I guess it'll be at the discretion of the individual boards and committees. Let's least, talk about that under next steps, the, um, yeah. that, yeah. So that's at least, so until June 15th, well, I'll just, I'll let you keep going, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're, done, we're not done with signs, yeah. So uh, another front on signs is that I had an idea because we're thinking about what kind of sign would be appropriate for say the uh, the veterans monuments that are already signs and we're just paying to restore the signs that they have. So adding a sign of our own is kind of ostentatious. Um, so I thought, I don't know if, you've, if, if any of you have noticed around the city, you sometimes see little tiny plaques embedded in the sidewalk that show like it was funded by the Works Progress Administration or it was made by some company 80 years ago. Um, so I was thinking of creating a, a plaques on that scale that could be either embedded in a sidewalk or mounted on any structure that um, just show a little like CPA insignia that, you know, we were here, we helped with this. Um, so I reached out to a company today or earlier this week who could make brass signs like this. Um, I'm gonna share a screen. This is a really simple mock-up that they made. I think I'd actually, um, so they created, they, they gave me something showing four inches by six inches. And I think that's actually too big. Three inches by five inches would probably be about the size that I'm envisioning. Um, it's really, you know, men, you know, somebody who's looking closely would see that this is a CPA project, but it's not meant to um, like stand out and overshadow the thing that we funded for these small projects that we fund. Um, because there's so much space, I think we could actually be able to fit our logo, um, given you know the the way that the font, whatever, however we scale this down, the font is always going to line up about this proportion. So there'd be space to have our logo at the top, and then Medford Community Preservation Act at the bottom. Um, so the I asked, what would it cost to make? about 20 of those and they gave me an estimate. This is the four by six, they said would cost about um, $250 each for each plaque. Um, and with the cost of laying out and everything, um, they wouldn't be able to, um, we wouldn't pay tax 
because it's a city project, but um, $5,225 for 20 of these little plaques that could be used. And so, you know, we could have a menu, I think, in the future of different sign options that applicants could use, grantees could use, including the vinyl, the park version that, that we've installed in a few different parks on, on like the steel signs, and then these little tiny plaques. So I'd like to get your thoughts and feedback about this idea. I like it. I like the idea of having the continuity of the logo being on all of them, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's very elegant. Great. Is, I, I have no idea, do, do people balk at $250 a piece for these little plaques? I have no idea what the, you know, what, what's reasonable. It seems high initially, but I also have no idea what um, those things go for. Yeah. Well, the only way you would know is if you were to get a quote someplace else and compare. That would be the only way. I mean, but it's like a, it's something that's going to be in the ground for a very long time. So I can't see it being something that's going to be cheap because it's got to last, mm -hmm. you know? And procurement's going to want another quote. Yeah. So. Okay. So how are they installed? Do they just get like glued down to the sidewalk or? That's a really good question. Um, how thick are they? It, it, it could be cemented as they put in the project inside um, the area um, mm -hmm. where they put it. Um, that's where I've usually seen it. I, I think the challenge here is that at least some of these sidewalks are existing, right? You're not building yeah. the sidewalk necessarily. Every you time. Want you want something to be level with the sidewalk and not elevated so that it would be right. you know, a tripping hazard or yeah. something. Right, so it may not be, I mean, a, the sidewalk is an option if it's possible for them, you know, if they happen to be um, uh, replacing the sidewalk as part of the project, but um, it could also be mounted it wouldn't be being so small it wouldn't be obtrusive to mount it say on the side of a monument that has um you know the the plaque on the front or so would they possibly could you put drill holes in them so that they could be mounted it would so the the estimate says that it comes with so it's a quarter inch thick um with And concealed stud mounts. Yeah, concealed stud mounts on the back, yeah. Could they be removable? Because at $250, like if they would be destroyed when a when a sidewalk was to be replaced, we would, we'd want them to be... You know, That's a good removable. question. Hmm. You know, another option I'm thinking is um, Alicia's team I think she had a bunch of students go around with these little discs that they were cementing onto curbstones at catch basins that says something mm -hmm. like, don't throw trash in here. This goes right into the ocean or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah I see those around too. I, you know, I've, I've looked around, I've seen those and I didn't, it didn't occur to me to, to look at 
what are they made of? What are they? And to think about that was actually my project when I was an intern in her office. They're oh, like these really? Yeah. <laughs> I can try to see if I can find what they were made of. But there's some like company in Florida that makes insignias and they also make like metal plaque ones. I can see if I can find what we ended up buying. But they could print anything you wanted on them. Yeah. But it was good too because like some of the curbs aren't smooth, you know, like the brick can be uneven. So this particular product was able to adhere to a lot of different surfaces. That's a great idea. So I would love to have that as a, as a backup option that, that might be, so it might be that these miniature signs could be helpful for a building like the Chevalier Theater to be able to have something on the outside of it that would not be offensive to the Historical Commission. But um, it, it, we could use the, the little, like maybe sidewalk mm -hmm. versions like you're, you're speaking of would be appropriate for other locations. Like I'm thinking if the, the CCSR bench was made, then right. it could be just installed somewhere in the vicinity of the bench on the ground. Or even like the concrete slab under the canopy at Hickey Park, like a place like yes. that. Yes. That yeah. would be a good spot for that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It just shows we were part of it without being like, you know, taking all the credit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I would, Casey, if you're able to find that information, that would be a great option. And maybe we might, um, we might have a few of each and it might be that going forward, we could ask applicants or grantees to decide up front, which they want and purchase them for that project. But, you know, for now we might order some and just have them available to use. Yeah, I'll take a look and let you know. And and I think those little markers will be more um, suitable for weather. You know, like I think they they they're more um, better to use if you use them outside because when you see them on the outside on a, on a sidewalk, they remain like if they were new. That's when they you know they they do well with the harsh weather, rain or snow. So that's that's something to look into that too. Yeah, that's true. All right, thank you. Those are great ideas. Um, I want to move on, unless there's anything else to talk about signs. Next steps. I think we have a lot to talk about with next steps. So first of all, the funding cycle, as Danielle said earlier, is going to be officially launched June 1st, is when the applications will become available um, for um, new applicants and we'll be um, pushing out communication through the city's communication network. We're going to work on um, creating a newsletter for us to go out to let people know that the funding is available. And so any of you all, please share with your networks, the other committees and boards that you sit on and any other groups that you're a part of, let them know that the applications will be available and um, we would welcome their ideas for CPA projects. Um, the, um, the next meeting, I think we have the option, if not the obligation to meet in person 
So there's a lot to talk about there, actually. First of all, how comfortable is everyone in this group with actually meeting in person at our next meeting? I'm fine with meeting in person. I work with the general public every day, so it doesn't really phase me, to be honest with you. So I'm, okay. I'm fine either way. Okay. I have no problem, but I will still be wearing my mask. I just don't want someone to feel offended if I do wear a mask coming to a meeting. I have no problem either. I think in a public meeting, if we have, we're going to have to wear them because I think yeah. um, if anyone from the public can come in, at least that's that's what this. Um, the, the rule in City Hall is that anyone from the public coming in has to wear their masks. Us as staff, when we're in our offices, that's not public facing, we can take off our masks if we're fully vaccinated. So I think if you're coming in, I, I think we're gonna have to all wear masks at meetings. Okay. I'm not sure how you get around that. Our and next that, meeting, yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying, so June 5th, so there's the option to, to remain remote through June 15th. After that, it's going to be legislation from the state. So we know that the governor, you know, submitted that, but we don't, I don't believe that that's been passed yet. So June 15th, the option to, to, of the suspension of the open meeting law requirements, you know, will expire. Yeah. So we have to figure out if that legislation goes forward. So well, <clears throat> the, the city put out that announcement today about what the rules are as of June 1st. Mm -hmm. And it says public meetings will be allowed to include public participation in, in person with no gathering restrictions, but in-person participation will not be required. Availability of meetings on a virtual platform like Zoom will remain in place and participation options may be determined by each body, board, and commission based on their needs and preference. But that's for June 15th. It's, the city can't make their own rules. It's going to be state open meeting law. And until... This is June 1st. Well, till June 15th is when this, the state of emergency is lifted. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Maybe they're going to have a new announcement on June 15th. This is yeah, so then June 1st. <laughs> I wish that we could get a little bit more notice because I'm like, do I book the rooms? You know, right, that right. thing. Like, so there's, there's two different dates happening now. The, June 1st is when the capacity limits are lifted. June 15th is when the emergency, the state of emergency is, is lifted and this, you know, the suspensions of open meeting law. So unless there's legislation that's passed that would allow remote participation of a public body, we will have to meet in person after June 15th. It won't be Medford's choice. So we will be, um, our next meeting, by the way, is June 24th. Mm -hmm. So it's a ways out. And fortunately, our next meeting is a regular yeah. meeting. So only 48 hours notice, it's not a public hearing. I happen to have a meeting in Malden that's a public hearing on June 9th. So we just made the cutoff of it being, um, you know, required to be in person. And how would I have known? <laughs> so, um, yeah, June 24th, we should be like, if we have to make a last minute decision to change the format, we can, but I think it'd be helpful for all of us. So if we're comfortable meeting in person, let's plan to meet in person with masks. And the question is, well, we have a few questions. First of all, 
We have in the past met in um, the DPW, the DPW, and in the conference room in City Hall. The conference room in City Hall became the preferred place location because it was equipped with um, recording equipment, which the DPW had not been yet at the time. And it's easier, I think, from a public transit standpoint. I think it's easier for yeah. it too not having to walk down a really dark access road. <laughs> City enough. Hall is literally a block from my house. So I love that idea. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's best to, to meet in City Hall if the space yeah. is there. And also yeah. as far as like materials, like our office, my office is there. <laughs> like if I forget something, I can walk upstairs. Um, going to the DPW is logistically challenging from a staff perspective. Yeah. Poor Christie's had an environmental spill there. <laughs> <laughs> the paper towel oh, man boy. has arrived. <laughs> I know it's my my son just came in and knocked my drink like all over my computer, my phone, like every <laughs> <laughs> electronic I have on my desk. Sorry, I thought I was muted, so hopefully I didn't switch. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Transcript next week, cover story. That's right. right that's right. <laughs> well, like uh, Lassa, um, I'll probably also be wearing a mask if um, if we're in City Hall. Yeah. Just because you just don't know who's around you. You know, trying to stay safe. Um, okay. So, City Hall, the meeting can be and hopefully <laughs> will be recorded by Medford Community Media. Um, a question then is whether and how we would want to allow for remote participation if there are members of the public that wish to participate remotely. Do we, um, do we want to have, do we want to also have a Zoom set up so that it's just pointing at the, at all of us at the table and then um, and then allow somebody to call in on Zoom or like it could just be pointing at Danielle and just allow someone to call in from Zoom if they wanted. You know who would be a really good resource is some of the public school teachers that have been teaching hybrid simultaneously to remote students and in person. So I think some people have experience with the best way to do that. So I think we can look into How did that. City Council? How did city council do it? Not very well. No. It's off. Face on the big screen. Oh. And they didn't always see you if you were trying to like raise your hand. Yeah. If they I feel were. like I was looking at the back of heads a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh no, that's not good. Yeah, it's it, it's often from like, it's zoomed out from a far distance, so you can't see who's talking. And you know, the smaller rooms in City Hall don't have, do they have any substantial AV capacity? 201, 207? They do have um, video they cameras now. They, they installed video cameras in like 2019 in those rooms. In the um, the committee room, the city council committee room has a camera. I know that. I'm not sure about the other room. 
but how does it work? I mean, are you going to have a laptop and you're going to convey questions? I mean, I don't, we don't we're seem to be all, ready for this. We're generally. all trying to figure it out. It's very quick. It's very short notice. Yeah. <laughs> so should we maybe wait for a month for the dust to settle? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, do you, do you yeah, that's actually another good question. So um, Doug also suggested in his feedback on the plan update that maybe we're due for a social meeting. <laughs> maybe, <Wow. laughs> maybe that's our fun. next step. <laughs> so, social, because I don't anticipate that there's anything pressing on the agenda coming up. We're launching the funding cycle. We're not, I don't think that there's anything that we're expecting to receive um, in the next in the next month. I think that's a good idea to probably skip it. Wait till July, because yeah, there's nothing, there isn't going to be anything pressing and I probably not worth pulling our hair out, trying to figure it out and let some of the other boards that have to meet figure it out first. So, so I was just going to say, I wonder how it's going to be for a uh, PAX commission. Because yeah. I think we're going to be in person, our next meeting. Mm -hmm. I'm on vacation that night on the 22nd of July, so I will miss the CPA July meeting. July meeting you'll miss. The June meeting, the 24th? I could make. Okay. So maybe our June meeting, the 24th, we might have a Brooks Estate picnic again. Oh, now there's an idea. If the Brooks Estate would. It's host. our annual Brooks Estate review of all the money spent at Brooks Estate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's a good idea, but I was hoping for actually a real restaurant this time <laughs> in a real glass of wine as opposed to whatever I can grab out of my cellar. <laughs> I don't know. I was pretty pleased with what you grabbed out of your cellar last year. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Well, um, Doug, you have to come up with a suggestion then for okay. a restaurant. All right, let me work. I'll, I'll, I'll chair that committee. Excellent. Yeah, I've actually had a hard, a difficult time lately with restaurants finding, uh, uh, and you know, anybody who's seating indoors, or who has like who's open on whatever occasion, like the, res the restaurants <laughs> are not doing the same business that they were before. So, um, John Brewers has plenty of outdoor seating if you guys want to do outdoors. They do. They do. So does Doesn't um, Dominic yeah. still owe us a, a visit to his Riverside yeah. patio? <laughs> she does. Yeah. Well done, Casey. <laughs> so there's always yeah, the porch I'll... too. There's the porch, and they're supposed to have some new brewery that's supposed to stand up there, aren't they? Yeah, a beer garden or something. A I beer think? garden. That's right. That's right. Anyway, just some ideas. Jared yeah. and Doug. <laughs> the, the, porch, the porch has a lot of outdoor seating. They do. Yep. All right. So then our, our June meeting will be a social meeting. And then we'll meet again for business in July. Great. Sounds good. Okay. And we will, by July, have figured out how to do it. <laughs> or they'll have passed legislation that will allow us to continue to do this i guess mm -hmm. we want 
I guess that was part of my question is what do people want? Do they want to meet in person? Do they want to do a hybrid? Do they want to do this for the next year? And is that, if, assuming it's allowed, what, yeah. what people prefer? Great, yeah, actually, thank you for the comments that you wrote, Doug, on the letter that you shared about the benefits of the Zoom meetings versus in-person. I like in-person meetings in that um, it is possible to have more informal conversation than is possible on Zoom. On Zoom, everything is formal and you know that everything is being recorded. And so everyone is like very um, careful about what they say, whereas, it's it's you know it, it's it's nice to have the casualness of being able to meet in person um not as convenient you know casey wouldn't have been able to um join us from her commute <laughs> um so i think there's there's pros and cons to both. pros and cons either way I mean, we could decide to do an every other month kind of thing too, you know, if it's allowed. We can talk about it over some wine a month from now. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. Great. I just right. lost Amanda who was taking notes. Um, so. Okay. Well, I think that we've covered about anything substantive. Yeah. Um, but I'll I take of the vote to adjourn if you guys are ready to do that. Did we need to make a motion to approve the annual report or are we just That's a good I was just gonna check with Amanda to see what she had in her notes because I couldn't remember if you guys did that either. We did not do that. We did not. Okay. So do so Casey, Casey made a motion to to approve it with the change you know that you're gonna draft a little yeah. bit this weekend. So Casey made that motion and then we didn't come back to it. Does somebody want to second that motion? I'll second that motion. All right. And so um, roll call. Joan? Yes. Christy? Yes. Doug? Yes. Losa? Yes. Heidi? Yes. Danielle? Yes. Casey? Yes. All right. All approved. Then... Um, the last thing is to adjourn. Does someone want to make a motion to adjourn? I want to know who's singing in Christie's house. Yeah. No, it's no, my it's house. Not my house. It's oh, me. <laughs> David, my, my husband, his music studio is right outside oh. my door. Oh, I know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to remember to mute myself in between talking, but when I'm chairing, it's hard to remember. <laughs> A uh, motion to close the meeting. <laughs> I'll second. All right. All in favor. Joan. Yes. Christy. Yes. Doug. Yes. Losa. Yes. Heidi. Yes. Danielle. Yes. Casey. Yes. Meeting is adjourned.